position this day and age to find any porno where the stars aren't related. Fucking your sister must feel pretty tight. You know your brother will make you come extra wide. Well, it feels so good to goop inside your cousin's sugar walls. Take where you pee, put it where your sister pees, and have sweet incest cream bursting out of everything. <laughs> Woo! It's another week. Welcome to Death Metal Man, feeling pretty good. I <laughs> uh, got another fucking multi-crime episode. You know what I'm saying? They're fun to do. Yeah. Uh, hard to do because you have to research more than one thing, but yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Because you get a dibble-dabble in several other events. I'm just happy to be here with you, buddy. Me too, uh, man. I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> Uh, I remember to do plugs up front for once in a long wow. time. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. I'm right. You know, the, what the key is, is writing them down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, perfect, man. That's great timing. Everyone's ready to hear some burps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number one, thanks for checking this shit out. That's appreciated on its own. If you really love this, something you could do for us that's free as hell, just get on iTunes, hit us with that five-star review, and leave a comment to help us gain chart position. Also, if you really are horny for what we're doing, you can go into a platform that I'm pretty bad at using, patreon.com backslash death metal dicks. All types of tiers there. Uh, some of them are false. You're not allowed to change them. The main thing, we're going to try to get an episode out to you every other week. That's not on here. It's just me and Buddy digging around, digging around in the swamp for a while. Uh, we got a new setup, so I'm just trying to figure out where the fuck to sit at. If that was quiet, sorry. Many apologies. Um, yeah, we're good. Oh, uh, also check out our fucking YouTube. It's uh, really struggling. Yeah, I don't know about struggling, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a podcast. I get it. There's a lot of podcasts on YouTube that do fine that are just like a picture of the podcast logo and then the podcast. But we got it all churched up. We record it live on yeah. Wednesdays, put it out on Fridays so you can be early in on that shit. Mm-hmm. And you can see a sweet logo behind us and we're just here chit-chatting the whole time. We're usually drinking beers, usually a little bit of bonus content up top. If you want to see me sing goofy songs every once in a while, boned, you can view it. And uh, that's all I got, fucking business wise. Oh yeah, and uh, our fucking producer Mark that <laughs> takes a lot of time to make our show. I always forget because I never write it down. But uh, he's got a podcast himself. It's four dudes, and they sit around and talk. You know what I'm saying? That's a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you too. record it and you put it on the internet. It's called Episodics of, of the, the Blowhole. Blowhole. It's uh, four words and four men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just check it out. And even if you don't listen to it, uh, if you feel cool, you could just give it a five-star review on iTunes. Why not? You know what I'm saying? It should take three seconds. I'll do it for you. Do it for me. Do it for <laughs> me. Do it for me, dude. <laughs> but yeah, man. This week, we're coming back with some ill 
faded crime stories. Basically, the common link, uh, all these murders are unsolved, meaning a crime happened, they investigated it, and had no solution, which uh, is not as rare as you think. You know, you think that when a murder happens, when a murder happens, you have a very high chance of getting caught, which is true. But generally what you hear about, the thing is, is that I'm sure we all have always watched a lot of crime TV, you know, documentaries about murder, uh, also law and order shit like that where it seems like it's very easy to catch murderers. Well, sometimes it is, you know, it's uh, the thing when you kill someone, I'm sure your adrenaline revs off the charts and you can't control a lot of the things you think you are controlling. You make a mess, you get caught. But it's alarming how many murders go unsolved every year. Even more alarming is how when police don't necessarily do a good job at their job, how often... The goddamn occult or Satan. Look at the occult is like longhand for Satan, right? I guess. It's like a cool way to say the devil. When you're like in law enforcement, there's yeah, no difference yeah, yeah. between the occult and the devil. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. fucking Sergeant Tim Johnson from Detroit, Michigan doesn't know the difference between Aleister Crowley and Lucifer. No difference. None. There's not one. They get jerked, they get jacked. Well, one actually existed and probably fucked kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He did a lot of fucking. He fucked dogs. He fucked dogs? He fucked animals, dude. Yeah. See, I don't like Aleister Crowley, man. Yeah, he's like. I like that song, though. That's what makes him sound cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crowley. Did you fuck a dog? Hot riff. <laughs> Did you give kids head? Oh, Mr. Crowley. Now, now, now. If so, you should be dead. Did you ever uh, suck your dick up in a vacuum? Like not, not like the bottom part, but the attachment. Never did. I saw it on a movie. I, man, I think that's maybe where dude I hung out with did that shit. A dude you hung with did that? Yeah, I came upstairs. He just told you about Oh, you saw it? Yeah, you know how like some people had those like <laughs> vacuum attachments in their wall, you know what I'm talking about? Like rich oh, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I walked upstairs and he knew I was coming. I think he was just doing it to fuck with me, but he sucked his fucking dick and balls up and he's like, ah! And it was stupid as fuck, but he did suck his beans up in there, and it was. Mr. Crowley. And I was, <laughs> oh, I was thinking it was like, oh, Did crap. you fuck your vacuum? Yeah. Na 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 na. A vacuum. Me had a good week, motherfucker. Me? Yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah. I got vacation coming up. I'm excited about that. You have vacation. Yeah. Are you going somewhere? No. Didn't you just have vacation? No. You just hanging around? I haven't had a vacation in a while. Been hanging around this town. You yeah. paid for it? Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. I don't get paid vacation. You should. You're full time, man. Don't get it. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, everything in this Should world be suing. Uh, hate working. Hate breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, suicide's not funny, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not. Unless. 
Well, man, we might as well kick it off. Uh, you know, I just caught myself doing that. I've, yeah. been, I've been talking like that oh, if on you the just microphone. Do the stutter, but well, you're just, eating an ass when you do it. Uh, uh, I, that's a new. How do you, when you're thirty something years old, develop a fresh tick? Alex Jones does that. Uh, is it just because <laughs> I'm getting yo? When he's young, he didn't do that. What's going on with that guy getting caught with? Uh, transsexual porn. Am I? I don't want to say the wrong thing. I hate <coughs> thinking like that. Well, he said it's the government putting yeah, tranny tr- porn. <laughs> you can't say tranny, man. That's what he said. Oh, okay. It's a <laughs> quote. It's a tranny. I don't care what word you use. Tranny. George Soros hacked into my mainframe. Put the window. Trannies. Yeah. He's always like when he gets caught doing some goofy shit. He's always pretty good about having an insane excuse for getting out of it. Like yeah, when he was of... smoking weed. Uh, see, ladies and gentlemen, the thing is, once a year, I got a test to see how strong George Soros has made the marijuana. It gets more and more potent to control people's minds, and George Soros is the one manufacturing putting the product out there. I got to get a feel of it. Now, as far as genital manipulation, George Soros is on the forefront of the technology. It gets better and better every single year. Uh, before, if you were a female going to male, you could only get uh, a four-inch type of penis. And, and, and uh, nowadays, George Soros has got nine-inch Coca-Cola-sized Hulk Hogan penises going on to women going to men. And I got to take a look. I got to see because I got to be familiar with what George Soros is going on. Yeah, he's just giving fucking transgender people fucking post hole diggers for cock. <laughs> I want. I wonder what the porn was because uh, it's got to be good. I like when uh, I like when um, man transitioning to a woman has yeah. sex with like a cis yeah woman. Yeah, is that how you say? that's tight. That's cream of the crop. Hey, de la but you remember that show? I think it was on Showtime where they'd have a comedian sit in with another dude in a green screen. They'd watch a porn man and they had fucking. Uh, yeah, it was David Tell. David Tell and that that big black transgender lady walks in and he's like, is that precious? <laughs> this oh, fucking is man. so funny, That's man. not good for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. But David Tell's like, oh, is that precious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you have a guy come in and then, oh my God, they're fucking, he's going to come right there. Oh, no. Uh, I guess, yeah. I don't know. His good voice. Yeah, he's got a weird. Loves a Jaeger bomb. He's funny. Uh, well, he was really funny. He was. I yeah. think he fell off hard, man. Cocaine. People love him. You know, it's like one of those things where they're a national treasure. Yeah. You do something that's great for a long time, and then no one ever wants to come to terms with the fact that just because what you were doing was really good doesn't mean you can't end up putting out bullshit, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just like uh, Metallica fans, for example. Oh, man. It's like, Worst. You, you, how could you not come to terms with the fact that they are not good anymore? In fact, even worse than that, it's Megadeth fans. Yeah, but have they ever really been good? Megadeth? Maybe like one album. Yeah. Um, I just don't like that shit. Yeah, no, I don't love it. Rust in Peace is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. But it not not all the songs. It's not good all the way through. It's There's the a fans. couple of fucking stinkers. Yeah, on. yeah and yeah. the fans suck. They're always like, he's more talented at playing guitar. Blah, blah, I don't blah. care yeah. about any of that shit. Who cares about that noodle but, uh, shit? But yeah, man, I mean, David Tell, that's where we meandered off from. 
was hilarious. That one album that he has is one of the funniest pieces of comedy of all time. And he just never matched up to that. And that's okay. You know, you can do whatever you want to. I don't give a fuck. That guy is famous from doing comedy, and I'm just making a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, good for him. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can't laugh at the way he talks. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the let's fucking facts. Fuck I'm sure it. people are tired of hearing it. It feels like it gets longer every week, and I'm sure people go, well, I just want to hear about people getting cut to pieces. And I got that for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got those facts. Let's start off with a real fucking weird one. Um, again, when a murder goes unsolved, there's several factors. I mean, there's that show, The First 48, which the name makes itself evident, and I'm sure we've talked about before. Fact, when a terrible crime happens, evidence can dissipate. There's a good chance of things being tampered with. You got to get some suspects and ideas of what happened within 48 hours, and concrete ones, because things dry up. You know, if I killed you right now... Mm-hmm. And three or four days elapsed, I could be in fucking Venezuela and no one could ever get a hold of me, you yeah. know? So you got to make a move. You got to figure shit out. And the more time that passes, the more likely it is it'll go unsolved. But then sometimes you get crazy shit like the Golden State Killer getting caught recently after years and years of being in hiding, which is just thanks to the internet, which goes to show you that crime is getting harder and harder. Yeah. You can't just go out and go on a spree anymore because someone's going to find your dumb ass out quick. Got to go to like. Korea or some shit. Uh, I don't think that you're going to be able to kill people as a giant white man in Korea. No. Unless you... But you're the one that said that. Took somebody's face off and wore it as a mask and nobody knew it was you. Uh, Yeah, but the perfect crime. (laughs) No one will suspect. You're six foot three, 300 pounds. You cut a Korean man's face off and put it on your face. You're Mm going to blend in. Love a bulgogi. No one's ever going to be able to see. Yeah, you love a bulgogi. You love a kimchi? Oh, I love a kimchi. No one's going to know. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're a fucking genius, man. No, that's what you do. You spin <laughs> it. <laughs> well, let's talk about the death of Habert Green and Carol Marin. I wish we could talk about the death of Mark Marin. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not funny. No. Uh, loved for podcasting? What a dog shit body of work. Yeah. Yuck. He's just one of those fucking middle-aged dudes with those big frame fucking black glasses that everybody's he's kind of cute. He, like, hit some fucking time frame where people really like to drive by truckers. Yeah. And he just was, like, the drive-by truckers equivalent of comedy. But, yeah, you know when people, like, (laughs) there's, there's like, always a stage that comedians like that have where they're like, yeah, fuck it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit down in a chair and talk it out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit down in a chair and fucking talk it out because uh, I've been fucking doing it for so long. You know, I uh, got a good idea what's going on. My life's crazy. I have sex with uh, more than one woman a year. And uh, sometimes I come, sometimes I don't. That's weird, right? Right? It's weird. I'm 50 something years old. I don't always get erections. Um, Cats, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Howard Green and Carol Marin. Howard... Already, to me, the relationship's on fuck street because Howard's 53 years old. Mm-hmm. Carol, 33 years old. Yeah. That's a 20-year age gap. Uh-huh. That's Ooh. a big gap. What 30-year-old is getting horned up by a 50-year-old? Man, he might have a huge hog. But how do you know to start with? Because he might have just fucking showed it to her before they dated. 
Do you think that has ever led to like a dating scenario before? Yeah. I mean, they live together. So do you think a relationship, do you think. So they lived together before they got together? No, 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 no. Like they, they, like their relationship progressed so far that they live together. So Mm -hmm. do you think that there's ever been a relationship in the history of the world that ended up in lovers living together en route to marriage that started off by a man simply showing his penis to a woman? Why not? There's a lot of crazier shit that happens in the world. Yes, but I feel like that's the most offensive thing you could do to a woman. Uh, she likes it. I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I should have to say it, but I don't yeah. think that anyone would like that. No. <laughs> I, I think it's a crime also. Pretty sure yeah. it's against the law. I show my dick to a lot of people. Women? Mm, yeah. But mostly dudes. Why are you... Women were side gazing it, though. I mean, they were on the side. I was just showing another person. Well, them. that's regular. See, but yeah. I mean, dudes that's, that's will a show their yeah. genitals to one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just all the time, you know. Yeah. I like to cone mine. Like, I just be yeah. where it looks like a scoops up at the yeah. top. And my balls <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, The old fucking... Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're saying that... I'm just making... Like, I'm just clarifying, because yeah. I don't want to put out on the internet that you're like... Oh, showing, showing your fucking dick to a, a woman. Nah. You just need to clarify it. So sometimes... My it, friends. Sometimes they were a uh, friendly fire casualty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Because you were just yeah. trying to show us your dick. I've done that. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you want to move in and show my balls? You say, hey, you want to move in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never... You know, the old Mexican belt buckle. You You've never had a place yeah. to move into, though. Yeah, yeah. No. Trash city. <laughs> yeah, okay. Into the old Mexican uh, belt buckle, you pull the balls over your waistband and <laughs> walk around with your hands on your hips like you did something cool. Well, this story starts off when people stumble upon two sackcloth wrapped corpses, which is like the burlap bags that Jesus was wrapped in. Yeah. You know, uh, they had their hands clasped behind their mat, back, knots tied around their hands, of course, to keep them bound. Both of the bodies were identically mutilated, right? Yeah. Their faces were both basically caved in on the left side. The right eye, the right side was fine, except the right eye had been stabbed all the way through on both right eyes. Well, it was like a uh, butterfly situation. Like they were caterpillars, but they were trying to transform, and then they just wrapped themselves up. And yeah, I don't. That's the biblical sense of how you transitioned back in the day. Transition to another junior. <laughs> <laughs> you get murdered and wrapped in sackcloth. No, you just didn't die. You just were in a cocoon. So get half of your face smashed in and the other half stabbed through. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, man, we got about 90 minutes of podcasting to do. So could you hamper that shit? <laughs> uh, they got stabbed through their right eyes and even wilder, which, you know, if you stumble upon two bodies, that's, Half face caved in, one eyeball stabbed all the way through. You think that's about as zonkers as it gets, right? Yeah. You think that's certified nan nans? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, both of their bodies have been completely, and when I say completely, I mean literally all the way drained of their blood. Whoa! There was over thirty puncture sites, and police basically after whatever fucking research they actually did determine that it was probably from a veterinarian needle. Weird. Which I assume that was probably like longer and thicker or some shit. Yeah. Like disregard for human flesh. 
Mm. Like, it doesn't really matter if it goes into a human body. <laughs> just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo. All the way drained. Think about that shit. How long? Mm. That would take so long. Yeah. With like a syringe? <laughs> just sucking it out? What are you doing with it? You know what I mean? Shit. That's that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, what's the body have blood-wise? Like three gallons? Mm, I more than that, I would assume. Yeah, perhaps. Eight? A lot, man. A fucking yeah. lot. Because we're 70 something percent water. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of liquid swimming around in there. Uh, yeah, you know, we were both way off. Uh, 1.5 gallons of blood per body. Okay. Ooh. 7% of body weight. Well, if you're fat as shit. Yeah, there's somebody with eight gallons up there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a big pig, you got a lot of blood and you're dud. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> Um, you know, when you find some shit like that, as police, you know, I feel like you kind of get numb to crimes. Mm -hmm. You've seen a lot of not only murders, but you've seen a lot of car wrecks, guts strewn about the highway because every, every death gets investigated by a detective, a police officer of some sort. It doesn't matter if it's a clear cut accident. You know, if Farmer Jim falls into the combine and gets shredded to bits, they still got to come out and take a look around to make sure that they don't find any evidence of foul play. Yeah. So you get pretty, I assume, could be wrong, because I don't do it for a living, but I would think you're pretty desensitized to seeing shit like that. Yeah. Uh, But of course, this shocked police, because they, it's just hard to wrap your mind around all the blood being drained from a body. Yeah, by someone who's not a mortician, you know, vampire did it. Yeah. And that's, of course, where their brains start going is it's got to be some type of supernatural dark game being played right now that we need to get to the bottom of. The weird thing about Harold Howard Green and Carol Merrim, besides being in a 20 year senior relationship, they weren't outwardly complex people. Howard drove a taxi cab. Carol was a secretary. They lived in Brooklyn. That's pretty regular Brooklyn jobs. And this is a time when these types of jobs are actually sustainable careers. Yeah. I mean, in like the 60s, you could drive a taxi cab in Brooklyn for your entire life, retire with a pension, have a nice place to live, everything you need. Nowadays, you're a poor bottom of the barrel piece of shit. Greased. Yeah. I mean, you can't work. You get no respect for doing just like a service fucking job these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're just living a regular life. They had friends, but no close friends. So like people they worked with, acquaintances from their jobs, essentially no outside tight relationships, you know, like no fucking very close friends from church, people they went to school with, um, people that they work with, that the relationship blossomed heavily outside of work. They knew any personal details about the couple. Uh, the, the closest they could get to that is they had friends that they worked with that saw the couple the the same day that the they disappeared, assuming because the bodies were found the day after these people said they saw them on the subway and police couldn't find any family of them. Nobody to give them any concrete details about what they had going on in their life that could have led to anything. You know, like what do they normally do on Wednesday night? No one had any fucking clue. Church. Well, there would have church friends if that happened, you would assume. But their apartment was filled to the goddamn brim with what police originally called 
satanic and black magic paraphernalia. Oh. Which... You get high off of it? You use it to get high. <laughs> yeah. Is it is paraphernalia only... I think that just means shit. Like stuff, you know? Yeah. Stuff. Things. Or is it like illegal things? I don't know the actual definition of paraphernalia. I, know. I know it means like things, essentially. You know what I mean? The dildo is a sexual paraphernalia. Yeah, that's not illegal at all. Food. You can fucking break no crime when you coat a rubber and slime. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Macaroni is a food paraphernalia. Yeah, it's just stuff. That's weird. Paraphernalia is weird. Yeah, it's a weird world. Well, because people use it for... we will, I watch cops a lot. Yeah. Live PD, all that cool shit. And that's what I always call drug stuff, you know, so I get it, but it just means miscellaneous articles, All equipment right. needed for a particular activity. So I guess if it goes, so macaroni would not be paraphernalia. If you had the Mac, but and a fork cheese. would like if you had Mac and cheese and you yeah. put it into a bowl, the bowl would be macaroni and cheese paraphernalia. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You feel me what I mean? Shoot that Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine fucking cooking up a hot shot of macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Fucking warming up some Easy Mac. You fill it up to the line that it The Velveeta cheese sauce. Oh, yeah, man. You just get it nice. You put it in a spoon. You heat it up. You draw it in. And you shoot it up. I mean, if Gigi can do it with shit, you could do it with Velveeta. Yeah. Do you just... I thought you died when you injected shit. I mean, I don't think so. I guess it's just air. Because, you know, if you like put air. Shit's not air. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not breathing. That's what I'm saying. Because what I was thinking is, what I was thinking is that like, you know, when you inject. But yeah, I guess you could just shoot water into your vein. No yeah. problem. So, uh, like in that Nikki Six book, the journal shit, he was shooting up whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't believe anything, you know? I know. I know you don't. Because I know he did some wild shit, but not that much. Shooting whiskey is the least of his problems. Yeah. Yeah, weren't you telling me that somebody got, like had to come into rehab and they shot up like whiskey, heroin, and <laughs> meth at the same time? Yeah, dude. Woo! Yeah. If, if you shoot up whiskey, are you just fucked up? Yeah, because it goes, I mean, it goes in your bloodstream. Yeah. And that's why. They, like unfiltered. You know, that's why I have alcohol blood tests. So man. that's like when you ass it, it just goes right to like. Because you get fucked up from ass and alcohol, right? Yeah, this motherfucker was gone, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also had heroin and meth, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's tight, man. What did you say he said? <laughs> oh, man, I can't even remember, but dude, he fucking... Because you were telling me that you, like, like he got committed for... Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get court-ordered into treatment, and... Uh, no, 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 I was doing his intake, and the dude yeah. goes, uh, he was like, uh, I was like, you, what are you doing, you know? And then he just was like, hold on one second, and, like, pulled that, took off his shoe and pulled a needle out. And then it had some <laughs> shit in it, man, and he and he had a suit. How full was it? Uh, I mean, like halfway, I guess. I mean, it had some shit in it. I mean. Yeah. Like, was, like a lot. Yeah, it was weird. Say. It looked like if you put Parmesan and Coca-Cola and I just watched Parmesan <laughs> come down. But he was like, uh, he was like. I got to do this. And he had a suit and tie on. It was schizophrenic. That's hilarious, dude. But he took the tie off and tied it around his arm and fucking shot it. Woo. And then he goes, excuse me while I do this. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, you can't do that here. And he was like, man, just let me. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? You get so shocked you can't stop it. You're like, I can't yeah. like grab the needle you're out, probably not uh, supposed to either yeah and you don't like, want to take a fucking needle to the arm a shoe needle <laughs> well luckily the cops were there like they were talking to the, <laughs> the man dude, and i was like hey man this guy cannot stay here dog 
he was like, he's like, what's going on? I was like, you shit, you're shooting Jack Daniels, <laughs> meth, and heroin together. Woo! And they were like, what? That's a living, man. And he goes, he sticks his arm out and he goes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He fucking shot that Lemmy, dude. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> so, uh, dude, here's where the case gets weird. Now, it's been about a year since this shit happened. They got no leads, uh, allegedly. I kind of get into... There's some bullshit about this case that I, I want to talk about the interesting part first. Uh, this journalist, Maury Terry, received an anonymous letter that advised him to investigate the OTO, Ordo Templi Orients, which ended up... Crowley. Yeah, it ended up being led by Aleister Crowley. Uh, This was the only break that they ever had in the case. Basically, most of the items that they presumed to be black magic or satanic in their apartment all ended up being linked to OTO rituals. OTO originated in Germany or Austria, no one's 100% sure, between 1895 and 1906. Its original intent was to become a Masonic Academy where high-degree Freemasons could confer in Germany. Yeah. I think it actually has some ties to uh, Hitler, too. Nazi party. Yeah, I mean, Hitler got into whatever type of... I mean, Freemasonry, occult Mm -hmm. thing. He... uh, it's not like I've been researching Hitler, yeah. but he always comes up and shit. It really seems to me like he had his mind was geared towards anything that could give him an advantage in anything. Yeah. So like if he thought that occult shit could help him out, he would look into it. If he thought Christianity could help him out, he would look into it. If he thought a certain chemical agent could help him out, he would look into it. It was so weird. Yeah, I mean, like, he got into... I can't remember the name of the book, but it's by uh, Madame Blavatsky. And she... Mm. It's a big book. I've read yeah. halfway through it and been like, fuck this, this is crazy. But he, like, you know, had the thing about the Jews, but she was also Jewish. It was just kind of weird that he would go visit her, you know. And yeah, and let me tell you this. This is all... The, the, the main reason, and I didn't want to fuck it up up front, I wanted to talk about the OTO first, that I wanted to do occult crimes this week is because we're about to do a two-parter on Jack Parsons. Hell Yeah. Which would be pretty cool shit. That's going to be tight. Because that is an unsolved murder, too, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where we won't get too deep into it, but the, the jury's out. The guy died in a, in a in a mysterious way, wild circumstances, and the fucking, you know, it was easy to say it was an accident. And also, like, the law enforcement and military community at the time didn't like the guy so there, it wasn't like they were motivated to look more into it. So just one of those mysterious deaths that could have been a murder, could have been a suicide, yeah. could have been an accident. But uh, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that shit. It's very interesting. Uh, if you don't know who Jack Parsons is, don't worry about it because the next two weeks after this, we're going to be, be taking a deep dive into it. But one very interesting thing I can tell you about him is he was heavily involved with making the first nuclear bomb. And he is who first worked spiritually with L. Ron Hubbard. All right. So going to be some cool shit. Anyway, uh, the purpose of the cult OTO, and I just say cult because that's the easiest thing to describe it as. It's an, yeah. it's an order. Yeah. You know, uh, the it would change drastically over the years and would eventually be ruled by Aleister Crowley. The main idea after Crowley was that the order offers esoteric instruction through dramatic ritual guidance in a system of illuminated ethics which notice the key word there yeah 
and fellowship among aspirants of the great work of realizing the divine and the human. And all these things went through the different processes they had, which generally included Gnostic mass, hermetic science, yoga, and magic with a K. Yeah. Sex magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, magic with a C only is the fucking uh, shit they do with kids. Yeah, that's popping bunnies out of hats, fam. That's yeah. David Copperfield. You know what I mean? That's stupid. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> is it because things actually happen with that? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, with, you ain't never had no devil come inside of you? No. I've been trying to have sex with a demon lately. Yeah. And it worked. No. I've been summoning them. Yeah. I'm summoning. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was on the tip for a little while last year because, number one, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's And then, uh, you know, here's the deal. Chaos magic. Uh-huh. It, it works in a way. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're essentially, I mean, the idea is that you put a goal out into the world and then you use magic to obtain it. Mm-hmm. Well, you put a goal, and I said this even before, you know, we've changed over the year, mm-hmm. but when I was dicking with it more, you basically set a goal for yourself and then get your shit in order to do everything you can to reach the goal. Yeah. And it, that's basically... Without all the pageantry, yeah, chaos magic. Yep, which it's, it's a, it could be a cool way to motivate yourself. I yeah, mean, what the I fuck mean, else are you gonna do? Put a post-it note on your wall. Yeah, make sure you make a cool podcast, bud. You can do the same thing by put it on your mirror when you walk in the bathroom, to brush your teeth, jack and off scream on it. the <laughs> saying. Ah! I'm gonna be good today. Who's gonna get this job? It's a job interview. Suck my cock. <laughs> Man, I know it's not politically correct, but just saying "suck my dick" feels so good all the time. Yeah, cock is Maybe fun. Kid Rock word. was always after it. Suck my dick. Suck my cock. I gotta go fucking do some chaos magic in this toilet. <laughs> You're gonna go to the bathroom now. I gotta pee. Oh man, I'm sorry. I mean, we could just pause. Nah, man, it's good. You gotta, you gotta keep going. You might as well just do it by myself anyway. <laughs> uh, police are the main culprit here in this goddamn case, not Satan. The New York and New Jersey police departments essentially refused to work together. the The people were from Brooklyn, New York. The body was found in New Jersey, so neither of them could get on the same page. It was just an ego flex, which I think happened all the fucking time. It probably still does. I'm sure it still does. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Probably not to that extent because you have to file. Like We got jurisdiction over this, retard. Yeah, that's You just wanted to say that, didn't you? Yeah, man. Oh, great. That's how every cop movie goes, man. Yeah, yeah, basically. I watched a bunch of Death Super Troopers. Super Troopers, Death Wish. Yeah, all that. He's like, well, they're arguing. They're not going to get nothing done. I'll kill them. And he does. Death he, Wish collapse. It's kind of forgot how it's fucking cool It's got old cool fucking uh, Ted in it from Bill and Ted. Yes. I think the third one. So, there was clues that the New York Police Department essentially, in my opinion, absolutely solved the case, refused to hand it over to New Jersey. They could never decide who should bring the person in try to prosecute them, their fucking apartment was sprayed with blood, which would indicate that when someone drained all the blood from their body with a needle, 
It just sprayed everywhere, so it probably happened there. Now, one of the neighbors in their apartment was linked to buying a lot of veterinarian needles. Hmm. When they talked to the guy, he told the police that it was for him to impress his girlfriend by way of draining blood out of his pet mice. Oh, yeah, same thing. So, gee, I wonder who killed him. Jesus Christ. Some crazy occult practice linked to Aleister Crowley and the OTO. People are fucking idiots, man. Or their dumb shit neighbor that bought a quantity of veterinary needles and liked to drain blood out of shit. Oh, my God. But they just could never work it out between the two police forces, so essentially that guy went free as hell. He probably is either still alive or dead now, went to the grave knowing that he got away with murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Out of control. Out of this world. And generally, uh, I don't want to say generally, but what it seems like to me, again, I was saying up top, you'd be surprised with how many murders go unsolved. And when you look into unsolved cases, in my experience, especially with the few that I've done for tonight, it's always some bullshit with the police. Always. What are you getting paid for? At any time, also, uh, before technology was hot, if you killed someone in a small town, you were absolutely getting away with it. Yeah. Because they had no support. They would never want to blame. Well, because nothing ever happened. It was like, man, I'm going to have to actually do pay. Okay, you know how, like, whenever you are at work and there's, like, this period where it's real fucking slow and you're just like, all right, cool, man. I don't have to do shit. And then all of a sudden it picks up and you're like, fuck, now I got to work. Man, how do I get around this? That's pretty much what happened in small town murders, you know? Nobody yes. wants to do paperwork, you know? I mean, just a lot of shit. It's like if you, like, imagine imagine you're a police department in the 60s. You know, you don't have computers, and you're a department of, like, three people. Yeah. And you're in a small fucking, I'm cramping up so bad in this fucking. Oh, ah! <laughs> Move the chair, stand up. Oh, my I'm God. Doing, okay. Yeah, let's just yeah. do it standing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing I know the same this is bad shit. Podcast, my fucking leg is cramping so bad right now. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got a hot new format standing yeah, <laughs> podcast. Uh, but yeah, imagine. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> my arms are cramping, so I have to stand up too. Yeah, I get like uh, bad fucking cramps in my legs still. Mm. I always have. Yeah, I don't know if you guys that are listening do any sort of physical activity but even though like you would think that i'm just not hydrated but not the case today i mean i I carry a 40 ounce bottle with me Mm -hmm. i've had it filled up and finished off five times today yeah that's 200 ounces of water but it's a caffeine a gallon's like 120 i mean yeah you know you drink a lot of goddamn caffeine yeah you're right who knows but anyway i'm cramping up baby and i'm sorry that that's fucking sounds stupid on a podcast because you can't see my reaction to it unless you check youtube because i absolutely had to fucking jump out of my chair to keep cramping um oh yeah back to the but uh, you know you're uh, imagine you're a small town you're a police department of four or five people the population in your town is only a couple hundred people you know there's not a lot there because I'm sorry. There's not a lot of police officers because the population's not too high. Yeah. You, but you still, if there's that many people, you're going to be pretty busy dealing with bullshit time in and time out. And you know, it's going to be some shit like the same person getting drunk all the time, the same few people doing crime all the time, shoplifting shit like that. That's going to keep your hands full so much where when something comes up, you actually have to investigate. You're going to be so pissed off by your job. And then all the same shit that you're used to dealing with is going to be going on at the same time. So a lot of things get 
pass by the wayside just because of the convenience level. That's always one of my main gripes with police is it's just a regular job at the end of the day. Uh, you ha- it, It's like if you've been a cop for 10, 15 years, I mean, at some point mentally you're at a place where you're just going to work. Yeah. You know, you're clocking in and clocking out. It's uh, it's weird to think of something so serious like that. Don't you think? Yeah. Where you're basically the idea is that you're protecting people from death, rape, robbery. That's your whole identity. But at the same time, you're not being compensated enough and your life's not being made comfortable enough where you can think of it more than going in for a shift of work. Yeah. And no matter what, no matter how awesome your job is, no matter who you are, at some point in your fucking mind, you get tired of doing the same shit over and over again. Not getting paid for it. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's not the it's not the highest paying job. So, no, it's not. I'm not trying to shit on cops at all. I'm also not pro police at all right now. I just, you know, as human beings, we can have a little bit of understanding for how the situation works, which explains to me a lot of the times why some shit like a brutal murder could go unsolved, especially with like a back and forth thing between two police departments. And more of that's going to come up. A shorter one to look at is the Santa Rosa hitchhiker murders. Okay. Ever heard of that before? Uh, I mean, maybe, but... I now, there was at least seven unsolved homicides, including female hitchhikers that took place in Sonoma County and Santa Rosa of the North Bay area of California. And this was 72 and 73. All of the victims were found nude in rural areas near steep embankments and or in creek beds near the roads. Now, what's most interesting about these going unsolved is that some of the things that make the most sense here are the Zodiac Killer was active at that time. However, he never stripped anyone nude. Yeah. So basically that would be the slam dunk case solved because we have a killer that we never caught and we've got bodies here that are in the same area, but it doesn't match up. And the reason why this is interesting to me is because you have to wonder, you know, you've always heard about copycat killings yeah, because someone did a crime the certain way and then people go out and do it the same way. How many people's minds do you think go to a place when they hear that there's an active serial killer. I mean, of course, not so much anymore because of the way that technology is. Again, serial killing is almost impossible to get away with now. But how many people's minds do you think go to committing the exact same type of crime when they're in the midst of like a a serial killing spree? It depends. Because you would like, that's like the perfect time to get away with it, right? Yeah. But I also too, man, there might be some other thing. I want to say that a lot of those, uh, Copycat killers are usually found to be some type of schizophrenic, and they. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that's 100, percent but I think that they usually will think like, "Oh, that person's talking to me through this, and I have to like show oh, my yeah. appreciation through the media." Yeah. You know, I I don't know. There's a lot of weird things. Psychology is weird, and it's like a it's a dark, deep, dark thing. I mean, you know, I think the DSM five book has changed so much from even that time period up until now especially with social media. So it's, there's a lot of shit with the human mind. That's just fucking strange, man. Yeah. I mean, who knows the motivation? Uh, however, point one is you can't necessarily put it on the Zodiac killer. Cause I wouldn't see why someone who successfully killed so many would change their MO and start stripping bodies. Mm, maybe they definitely could, could happen. Good. Maybe the police got real close one time and he had to change it up. Yeah. Another thing is that Ted Bundy, uh, could have been active during this time. 
thing about Ted Bundy is that he was pretty forthcoming about all the crimes he committed afterwards, and he didn't seem to be in the area at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be like in Washington around the time that this happened. Maybe. And that's something like that's the thing is like there's some that's the serial killers are something they can't help. Right. They try to, but they end up killing, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it becomes an addiction like a drug for serial killers. Yeah. I mean, of course, we talked about that shit before when we talk about serial killers. It's like that is your everything. Uh, you know, you, people think about the mental dependency of something like taking heroin, where it's not just physical. Or, I'm sorry, it's not just mental. It becomes physical, too, which, like, the chemicals alter the way your body is. Sure, but more than anything, it's the way that your dopamine gets regulated. Well, yeah, it's an extreme. Serotonin gets regulated. It's usually an extreme form of sex addiction. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but so it's like, you know, again, hard to explain because it doesn't happen to us. So we don't have like a first rate way to give our opinion on it. Yeah. However, you know, if you do something that extremely affects your dopamine, spikes your endorphins, uh, and that the only way to achieve that is to do this, then you basically become physically dependent on that act. For sure. So that could absolutely happen to serial killers. Uh, the most interesting angle of this to me, and I'm sure, I mean, of course, we're going to do a Zodiac at some point. And that's a hard mm-hmm. one to hamper down because they never got caught. But Amber Lee Allen, who was a, actually a suspect for being the Zodiac killer, uh, she lived in the Sunset Trailer Park in Santa Rosa at the time of the murders. She had been fired from, I'm sorry, Arthur. It's a man. I don't know why I'm saying she. I'm a fucking, I was, saw Alan and started saying Eileen for you absolutely no Amber. reason. Yeah. Amber? Yeah. What the hell's going on with my brain? You don't have your Adderall. I just dude. had a full tick off of something that's reality. Arthur Lee Allen. He was a suspect that could have been the Zodiac killer. Uh, he owned a mobile home at Sunset Trailer Park in Santa Rosa. At the time of the murders, he had just been fired from his Valley Springs Elementary School teaching position for suspected child molestation in 1968. He was going to Sonoma State College full-time. He was arrested on September 27, 1974, charged with child molestation in an unrelated case to the school firing of a, involving a young boy. He pled guilty on March 14, 1975, imprisoned at the Adesero State Hospital until late 1977. Now... Um, the reason why he was suspected as a Zodiac killer is because there was chipmunk hairs found on all the Santa Rosa hitchhiker victims. And Alan had been collecting and studying the same species of fucking chipmunk, which is a weird thing to do, especially in a trailer. He was the main suspect in the Zodiac case from 1971 until October, 2002, which was 10 years after he died. His DNA was compared to a partial DNA Profile obtained from saliva report recovered on the underside postage stamp and the envelopes from verified Zodiac letters. Results were a conclusive non-match. Fingerprints and blood recovered from the taxi cab of Zodiac murder victim Paul Strine. A writer's palm print found on the Zodiac letter from January 29th, 1974. And handwriting exemplars failed to identify Alan as Zodiac. So he... Uh, the thing about that guy is he was a fucking for sure freak. Yeah, molesting kids. Well, I wonder, uh, and it, and this kind of goes into uh, multiple personality disorder because like some people multiple multiple personality disorder they can change the way they write shit. Yes, and things like that. And so the I mean he may be may have been the Zodiac killer, but the other personality who did this to the bodies differently than the Zodiac killer. Yeah, and also that's a pretty popular theory with the Zodiac killer is that like. 
the reason why someone was able to get away from him because it was an entirely different personality. Yeah. So anyone that was questioned about it would have been in like a different mode and they didn't know enough about multiple personality disorder in the seventies to hamper it down. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, because if you did put like, let's say you had a for sure suspect and the technology in the seventies isn't great. So something you go off of heavily, it's like a lie detector test. You put them in a room, you interview them, Pass it with flying colors because yeah. it's like another personality inside their body that's uh, doing the answering for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's seven bodies. But the thing about uh, Arthur is that he was a for sure freak. He was molesting kids in the same area at the same time, which we know is of almost regular characteristic of serial killers. Again, it's like a sexual addiction. That type of compulsion strokes the same part of the brain. It's, it's sometimes a ramp up to doing the crime. Also, too, man, it might be him trying to work out some kind of trauma or whatever he may have been fucked with when he was a kid. Yeah. So then, like, that may be part of one personality, and then, like, the, but the both feed maybe one or two or three, however many other personalities he has. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it all makes sense to me. Uh, I don't know for sure who did the murders, but it's just uh, an interesting... Because it wasn't exactly right in the Zodiac path. But it's interesting that there was murders in a very close proximity, unsolved in the same time frame as that. At the same time frame as Ted Bundy. I mean, that was just a fucking wild time in America where you had a bunch of... I I think Eileen Wernos wasn't fine, wasn't far behind that shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh Serial killer, man. You can sell It's a lost art. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I got no positive feedback from fucking serial killing, obviously. Uh, and it's not a shame to see it go away. It's just like, what's a fucking weird way to say? <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding like a fucking freak right now because I'm readjusting my chair. But what's a weird way to say? That like the the way that surveillance and communication through social media is today, totally offhand from serial killing. Like I'm a little disappointed that there'll never be a crime like this shit again because it's an illustration of how much freedom we've lost. Yeah, absolutely. And did people earn it by doing shit like serial killing? <laughs> like, well, yeah, you think like between the seventies all the way up to the nineties. I mean. Like we there was we produced more serial killers than any other country in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well it makes sense to me because, you know, it'd be very hard to be a fucking successful serial killer in a third world country. Not now. I don't think. Well now would be the time to do it, but you'd just be so like in the you know, you'd be so reliant on your community and have such traditions. Like in third world communities also, the the way that they're tied in with their religions and how, you know, that, that would definitely keep a lot of people out of trouble, I think, because you don't want to fucking bring hell upon your whole family. No, unless you don't care. Yeah, but you don't find that as much in a third world country, I don't think. No. Yeah, I don't know. Which it's, is ironic. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, let's move on to another case because, you know, the problem with the... The, a couple of them that I have in here, like the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker murders, there's there's a lot to it because I could read who all the victims were. Everyone was either strangled or stabbed, stripped nude, 
thrown into a river, left on the side of the road. There's no reason to read off all the victims and shit like that. So. Yeah. And it'll probably come back up again a little bit when we do Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, the next one, this one is wild as shit to me. Charles Walton. Wild for several reasons that don't even have anything to do with murder. Like the fact that he was a 74-year-old agricultural worker who lived in Lower Clinton, Quinton all of his life. Uh, he was a widower living with his 33-year-old niece, Edith Walton, whom he had adopted when she was three following the death of his sister. And at the time, she was 33. Um, he was a loner. He didn't go to bars. He didn't go to church. He didn't participate in any political parties, didn't vote. But he wasn't unfriendly. It's not like people didn't like him. It's not like if you said hi to him in the street, he would snob you. It's just that he didn't hang out at all. Yeah. He's like you. Yeah, pretty much. No one talking to nobody? Nah. Not really going into public? Nah. Jerking fucking animals off? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Singing songs about it for sure, but not Hell participating yeah, yeah, yeah. in the act by any stretch of the imagination. I could never do it. I mean, man, one time my dog had a dick infection and we had to put, they gave us a needleless syringe. You made that mutt bust a nut. No, dude. They gave us a needleless syringe and you know how a dog fucking contraption works. Yeah. Their rig is inside of a sheath. Yeah. They got the fur shroud and then that head will come out when it's time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was an infection and I, they wanted me to take the needleless syringe and put it inside the sheath and squeeze the medicine in. My wife had to do it every time because there was like, I could not grab a dog's penis, open it up, and fucking shove a syringe inside of it. I like sat there to think about it one time and like grabbed this hog and I, I just couldn't do it at all. So my fucking wife did it. She fucking just laughed so hard but she did it because I know she was all grossed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she didn't love it. She didn't love it by any stretch of the imagination. But I just couldn't do it, man. So, yeah, I could never. She's just like, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, dude, women are fucking often have a stronger constitution than men. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could not fucking jam. But the thing was, you know what a syringe looks like. Yeah. That's pretty big. Ain't nothing like a dog dinging this thing. <laughs> to be sticking into a fucking pee hole. Man, fuck. Uh, so Charles, <laughs> off track. I'm cramping up again. You're cramping. I can tell. I just, <laughs> that shit sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me, baby? Uh, yeah, he stuck to himself on Valentine's Day, which is February 14th, 1945. This is way back. Charles went to work on hedges at the Furs Farm with a pitchfork slash hook, which is like a a scythe. A thick, yeah, like a thick sickle, you know? Yeah. It's like a uh, shorter, meteor. Uh, it's it's sharp on both ends. Okay. One end is kind of curved, and one end is straight. Okay. So it's like a seven, if you wrote in calligraphy type of situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you've got the straight, sharp part, and you would use that. Like, let's say you had to cut some shit off a tree. You had to yeah. cut a branch down. You could just jab it up and knock the fucking branch off the tree. The curved part, you would use like a scythe. Like, if you had to cut tall grass down, you could swing it and cut the grass down. So, so like a Metallica A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Pretty useful contraption, it sounds to me like. Um, 
my brain. Uh, yeah, so two witnesses saw him walking to work like he did every day around 9.30 a.m. Uh, his, I say daughter, but his niece that lived with him since she was three, Edith, worked as a printer's assembler. Not exactly sure what that is. I assume assembling fucking printers or, you know, it, we're talking about the 1940s, so they probably, like, put the letters That's in. That's probably a fancy way of saying somebody assembles sentence structure. Okay. <laughs> They're like, it's a dum-dum. Let me figure this out. <laughs> Charles would normally get off work at 4 and should have been home as Edith arrived at 6 p.m. Again, this guy never went out. Didn't go to bars, didn't go to church, didn't have friends. So, of course, when Edith got home two hours after he should have been home, she was worried. I mean, it's a 74-year-old man yeah. going to do a hard physical job. So it's not like it would be out of the question for him to fucking pass away of like a heat stroke. You know what I'm saying? Um, so she went over to talk to the owner of the farm, Alfred Potter to see if he had seen Charles. They went to look for him in the field and made a gruesome discovery. She was the first person to find his body. So of course she freaked out. Charles had been severely beaten with his walking stick. The pitchfork that he carried was stabbed through his neck into the ground pinning him there and then his throat had been completely slashed through left to right with the slash hook holy shit and on top of that which seeing something that gruesome saying the weirdest thing to happen there was a cross carved into his chest man that's a lot of blood oh yeah dude I mean in a fucking field yeah in a farm well, when you slit a throat, you know, your heart pumps blood up. So yeah, it sprays. sprays. Oh, man. yeah. It just fucking sprays. Yeah, which is going to be, like, that's one of the weird, re- like, that, you know, slitting someone's throat is a hard way to get away with murder. Because you're going to be soaked. Yeah. Soaked. Soaked in blood. Mm. Just your body's own super soaker. You know how in those movies where people steal money from a bank and then that dye pack explodes? Yeah. This slitting someone's throat. Your body's defense is basically a fucking die pack. Well, if it gets you hot, you just stand in front of them and do it. And it sprays on you in your mouth and you spit it on your dick and jack off. I mean, I'm just thinking for fun. <laughs> the disapproving look is what I was looking for. For fun. Great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So as you can imagine, in fucking rural England, this isn't a normal type of crime. Uh, again, small local police. They have no idea what the fuck to do. Uh, they don't want to go through the entire town person to person and start shaking everybody down. So they try to come up with a game plan on how to get this shit solved. Uh, what they end up doing is contacting Scotland Yard. And of course, in the 40s, there was shit like celebrity detectives. So they send one out, Robert Fabian. Um, he basically became famous towards the end of his career as a police officer for public, for publishing his memoirs. It read like Sherlock Holmes books. Mm-hmm. So chances are he greatly embellished everything that ever happened to him in order to make a cool sounding book. Uh, in fact, the first BBC procedural show that was ever produced was based on his memoirs, which is of course the birth of the procedural genre that's something we took from britain we're like law and order shit like that that's bbc shit we basically reinvented it for america and that's one of the most popular types of goddamn television shows we have yeah 
People love Law and Order. Love it. That's got iced tea. Now, Fabian found that several people in town, like everywhere before the fucking internet was invented, had insane superstitions. Yeah. You know, if you still believe that a goddamn sacred virgin in the earth that requires an X amount of sacrifices controls the weather and you could just Google it, you're willfully being a dipshit. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I hate to call myself a skeptic. I, you know, I, you're I, a skeptic. I feel more agnostic. No, because here's the thing, man. Yeah, if I showed you a cauliflower and was like, "This is a cauliflower," you'd be like, "No, it ain't." <laughs> you're that type of motherfucker. Well, man. it's hard to believe in shit because without evidence, uh, I hate to shun something off. Here's the easiest way I could say it: is is I don't want to say I absolutely don't believe in something, simply based on there not being evidence of it. But I cannot fully commit to believing in something unless there's evidence. Sometimes, despite the research you do on this podcast, you don't even look. <laughs> what? Yeah, sometimes you don't look at the evidence, man. You just have, fuck it. This is bullshit, and you just go on. Are you talking about, like, aliens? No. Ghosts? Nope. Like what? I don't know, fucking, uh... Maybe not a conversation to have on here, but my dick's pretty cool. And you were like, no, it's not. So basically what happened here is that you, again, tried to present something with no evidence. And I'm going to choose to reject it. Yeah, but you don't have any evidence to reject it. Well, you're not talking about anything. I told you it tastes good. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, man. And you got to taste it. Stop ruining this podcast. You ruined it. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Let's just sit around and talk about your dick for two hours. That's great. That's, that's what, what the people fucking... want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's what they're here for. <laughs> My pee-pee. <laughs> God damn it. So this town is crazy superstitious. Some of the town believe that Walton was a witch who could cast his evil eye to spy on them, do malicious things to them, and that he would send wild black devil dogs out to terrorize neighbors and kill their livestock. It's like a dancing video. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something, dude. Dirty Black Summer. That, uh, what's the one, uh, it's uh, Killer Wolf, where he's like hanging out with a wolf, right? Yeah. Just, no, 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 it's Dirty Black Summer, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's every. I think it's, it's Killer Wolf. Yeah, yeah. see, that's the word's confusing, is that there's a lot of wolves in Danzig videos, yeah. but that Killer Wolf one, I think he's like, there's the woman, Yeah. and he's trying to get to her, and he's always got the wolf with him, and the wolf's like coming between him and the woman. <laughs> Hello, you killer wolf. Yeah. Hell, hell, Nate. Man, it'd be weird to gang fuck a girl with a dog. Yes, buddy. It would be weird to gang fuck a girl with a dog. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I'm just thinking about dogs and their pack mentality. <laughs> <laughs> if one pooch is in, we're all in. We're a pack. A pooch to the cooch is what we want. You're going to have to drain the sack of the whole pack. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, those dancing videos are fucking hilarious, dude. He's just like... How, the one where he howls with the wolf is the best one. Yeah. The fucking wolf howls. So he's just like, oh! I mean, he doesn't say shit. He just like does it. The yeah. action of it. There's no sound to it. He's just singing the song. But you know that's how he howls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello! 
Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. That's cool, man. It was. But then it he was. Fucked yeah. it all up by eating food, writing shit records. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking hey, hurt. Another instance when people can't accept that their heroes do some god awful shit, right here. Yeah. Love the first three. Fuck everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Turned absolute dog shit, man. I'm not on the same boat. I could absolutely. First three are my favorite. I don't care what boat you're on. Yeah. Yours is going to tip. For your shitty choices <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your yeah. skepticism. Okay. And you don't even know about what Danzig does with dogs. Uh, fox them? No. They get a lady. They tag team it. They throw a couple fucking logs on that fireplace. Man, can you stop talking about fucking women <laughs> with dogs? Stop it. Like, the pink tip and the Danzig rip. Shut the fuck rip. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, he also supposedly kept... Nader Jack Toads as pets and would use them to destroy farmers' crops. Uh, year before that, I guess the evidence could lend towards that because the entire area's crop fucking failed due to bad weather and toad infestation. Whoa. How the fuck do toads fuck up your crop? Magic. It's <laughs> fucking. Hopping around on Cast shit. a spell. Because don't they eat bugs? Wouldn't that be good for crops? I don't understand. I don't know. Anyway, they blame this fucking guy. The day before his murder, the dude Potter, who owned the farm, his prized heifer died. Which heifer is just a cool way of saying female cow. I think, is a heifer... What's the difference with a heifer and a female cow? Is a heifer like have calves still? Or does it make milk? There's got to be a reason why it's called that. Because, you know, bull, like if it's a steer, it's had its balls cut off and it's edible. Uh, if it's a bull, it fucks. Yeah. So well, that, Maybe heifer just means mom cow, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe it still will like produce babies. It's a verge. A Before. young female cow that is not born a calf. Okay. And, of course, if, like Mark pulled it up on Google, and the first thing that pulls up is just some cows fucking... <laughs> Yeah, man, cow sex. I'm tired of talking about animals fucking for once in my life. <laughs> the first time for everything, I guess. I'll never be tired of it. Uh, so Walton could have been killed by any number of people. Uh, they think as a ritual to put his blood into the soil, reversing a curse that Walton has had over the land. Okay. <laughs> also, on. Valentine's Day, February 14th, is the pagan festival of Imbol. The weather that day would supposedly determine the weather for months. And since Walton was responsible for last year's poor harvest, he could have been sacrificed with hope that next year's weather would improve. Hmm. Dumb shit. Dumbass shit. Uh, the case never was solved. Again, the guy that owned the farm was into some sketchy shit himself. You know, this is the thing. When police departments get muddled up with, like, supernatural shit and don't look at the actual facts. So that dude supposedly was acting super nervous when they found the guy. His calf did indeed die the day before his heifer, which, you know, is like a... Basically an expensive fucking animal. Um, So he was in a bad place. But also, it was found out that he was doing sketchy shit like he owned this farm he wasn't well off 
So England had some shit kind of like we do today where if you own a farm, you get government grants and subsidies. Yeah. So like just because you're growing food and shit like that, the government will give you money knowing that they get turnaround on it because you're providing the area with product. Yeah. So getting that money, he was allowed a certain amount to pay someone for help. Well, he used this old ass dude because it costs a lot less money, but he was turning into the government that he was paying him way more money. So that was all uncovered when they looked into the whole thing that he was being investigated already for what he was paying the guy. And the next step in the interview was to ask Walton how much he got paid. And then mysteriously, thanks to supernatural circumstances, Walton was killed. Nothing to do with an impending fraud investigation of mm. the guy that owned the farm. Once more, great police work. It's insane to think that the guy who was the lead detective on the case uh, didn't solve it and was still regaled as like the number one celebrity detective of the time and had TV shows made about him and shit, but he couldn't solve a simple goddamn case. What a dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb and fool of Kevin. Uh, I got two more, man. Then the, the uh, trying to think of which one to do for sure. Cause one of them, I got to look at some dumb shit on here. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're getting towards the end of a bunch of gnarly crimes and that is unfortunate, but there was so many, there was like 30 well-known unsolved murderers, unsolved murders that I found that were all interesting enough to talk about. And I, you know, of course had to pick, had to pick between them. Yeah, pick and choose, and uh, you know what, fuck that one. But th- th- there's like, so like the details. That's the thing is when a murder is not solved, you only got so much to go off of. Like there was one where there was a baby that they found in a barrel in Barstow, California, that had been stabbed to death, face peeled off, thrown into acid, burned all the way dismembered. Uh, and the only evidence they had on it was this kid that they found that was in like a catatonic state of shock in Seattle, Washington, that had been in that area, confirmed that he was there around that time, that saw the whole thing. And he said that Satan killed the baby. <laughs> and he saw like a ritual sacrifice. Satan thing. was trying to figure out how to make the most delicious root beer. <laughs> 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 a satanic yeah, root beer. Yeah, very nice. Some fucking barks. <laughs> it's got bite. Ah, that's where it came from. Fucking, fucking kid face. Yeah, <laughs> we peel the face off the kid and put it in there. <laughs> little sassafras, little kid face. Well, this shit's crazy to me because it happened in modern time. There's fucking video surveillance surrounding it, and we're talking about the Jameson family, which consisted of Cheryl Lynn, Bobby, and Madison. They were in. An, you follow Oklahoma. The disappearance of them happened on October 8th, 2009. The family went to property that they were looking to buy in the mountain area, Sanboros Mountains. They planned to live in a storage container on the property. Mm. Sounds like a great place to raise a family. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's Alex Jones shit, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. Uh, li- like boring out a storage container and having like a bunker out in the middle of nowhere, being off the grid, living in that type of shit. Uh, the family met, went missing the same day without a trace. Their dog had survived by eating his shit, locked in a truck for three days. Eating shit? His shit. That's her crafty dog. 
Like eating. Oh, he ate his own. Yeah, shit. like he would shit, eat it, shit, eat huh. it. His name was Recycle Michael. <laughs> yeah, and survival of that. The dogs love to eat shit, man. Oh, cat shit. Here's the thing. That is the fucking creme de la creme of dog treats, man. You can't say you love a dog if you don't love the same things that a dog loves. And a dog loves to eat shit. Man, my dogs love cat shit. You just got to embrace it. Yeah, all dogs love cat shit. I got a cat. But dogs like to eat their own shit, too, until you correct them for it. You know, you scold them. You get on to them. Don't eat your shit, but they love it. So if you really love dogs, let them eat their shit. One of the kittens at my house, fucking straight shot, hot, shit, hot diarrhea on the carpet. My dogs... Come up and slurp that old boy up. Hey, that's cool though, because you don't want to clean that up. Nah, man. Did you did you put any product on I'm it? Sure. Is that, yeah. Oh hell yeah. I got a you steam sure? cleaner. We got a steam cleaner, dude. All right, man. But you know what I did was uh, he tried to get up on the bed, and I'm like, nah, man, you ain't getting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Breathe that hot turd <laughs> fucking breath on me. Keep your fucking cat diarrhea mouth away from me. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh I'm getting heartburn. Yeah, and in the same car as the dog, there was. $32,000 in cash, the family's cell phones, their wallets, and some luggage. The family was last seen on their home surveillance system in a rush, packing up their truck with luggage, the money, the family, around 3 a.m. that morning. Their bodies wouldn't be found until November 16, 2013, four years later when hunters stumbled onto their skeletal remains. So decomposed at the time that investigators could not determine the cause of death. Now, let's talk about some of the logical theories first. Sherilyn had written an angry 11-page letter to Bobby Dale that police discovered after they found the body. So it could have been a murder-suicide, easily. Could have been this guy got all fucked up, read an 11... Like, could you imagine... I mean, I love my wife. We've had arguments several times. If she wrote me an 11-page letter, mm-hmm. I'm not reading it. No. <laughs> We're talking about 11 pages? I might glance at it. And as yeah, as it starts I can get off. the gist of it. It's going to be, you're a fucking shit dick. Yeah. You get on my nerves. You're always wilding out. Yeah. You're irresponsible. What you do is you just save that letter. You move out. Valentine's Day comes around. Yeah. You get a basket full of chocolates. Yeah. You put that letter back in it as if she forgot that she wrote it. Uh-huh. And then you're like, remember you try to make me read this horse shit? Why don't you reread it? <laughs> and let's see if it refreshes your brain. Yeah, so make just reading eleven pages of handwritten letter would make me want to kill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't matter what the contents were. It could be a sweet letter. I'm talking about eleven pages of handwriting. Fuck that. I'm out. So he could have rounded the family up, killed him, killed himself. No way to tell because the body is decomposed. As far as like erratic family situations go, which we're about to find out they are absolutely erratic, that's pretty common. They moved into a goddamn uh, fucking... <laughs> yeah, they're trying yeah. to get into a fucking storage container yeah. in the middle of the woods. Uh, I gotta stock up on meal-ready supplies. It's like full-blown chaos song. Apocalypse! Shut up. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, yeah, my God. I hate full-blown chaos. Uh, Bobby's dad may have been in a biker gang. He was supposedly meth-dealing, dangerous pimp. He <laughs> had... <laughs> had a cool job title. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Bobby had filed a protective order against him, claiming that Bobby Dean Jameson had threatened to kill his family. However, around this time, Bob Dean was in such poor health, he died just two months after the family went missing. Damn. So, who knows? Uh, Some important evidence to think about is that they were both on disability. So, what do you think that pays a month? Uh, It depends. You can get like a thousand month right some cases more some cases less but if you were living off a disability what do you think the likelihood of having thirty two thousand dollars in cash is Mm, meth that's my answer there you go yeah exactly uh thirty two thousand dollars the type of lifestyle you live on a disability check probably does not lend to accumulating thirty two thousand in cash but you would have more money if you're being a pimp and fucking slinging. Well, his dad was that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, but 32,000 cash is a lot of fucking money, man. Like meth is a cheap drug, dude. That's the appeal of it. Cocaine, man. Like, uh, freeway. Ricky Ross was making that much in two or three hours. Yeah. And like Miami selling cocaine, Los Angeles. If you're in, if you correct me again, I will place my hands upon you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got a chunky shit hanging out in there. You're going to wipe me up. <laughs> oh, you suck this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but meth is a cheap drug. Anyway, point is, they have $32,000 in cash. I've never had that much in my life, cash-wise. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot to accumulate. Now, it could be that they were going to use that to buy the property, but it still does not explain where they got it from. Yeah. And again... Fixed income, that's a lot of money. That's enough to be killed over for sure. For sure. But the weird thing about that is the money was left behind. Hmm. So if you were going to kill somebody over $32,000, wouldn't you take the $32,000? Yeah. Or it could have been some Tarantino, like, on principle shit. Yeah. Again, this is why it's unsolved. Uh, When police explored their property. They found the storage container where they currently lived that had a bunch of crazy shit scrawled all over it. Like, not written, but scrawled, which means, you know, like with a knife or some shit permanently in there. The weirdest thing is three cats to date killed by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cats killed. Hmm. Yeah. This family had been consulting with their pastor about spirits in their home. Yeah. Pastor Gary Brandon confirmed that Mrs. Jameson believed the spirits of long dead family members lived with them and Madison spoke with the youngest spirit. See, okay, you're a minister. Yeah. Maybe you're not doing meth, but they are. And that's why (laughs) they've got the excuse to think that dumb shit. I got an air bubble because I laughed when you said that and I drank beer. Oh, God. My body's falling apart in this podcast. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? Where you, you mean, get like that air. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like I swallowed a shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or I maybe, put a crock in there. Maybe the soul of a lost dead loved one is in you. <laughs> oh, Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jameson told the pastor that there were three to four spirits coming through the roof per night. He asked the pastor where to get special bullets to shoot the spirits. Everybody's doing meth. Yeah, here's the thing with being a preacher, right? Like, you know, it's not like the most important job. 
you know that you like even like if you're fully on board with the title, if you're completely sold on the fact that you're a Christian, God's real, Jesus is God's son. The only way to get to heaven is to believe in Jesus. Therefore, you're doing a great service to the community by apostolizing your belief onto them and helping people come to know God. At what point when someone comes to you with some shit like this, do you just look them in the eyes and say, Hey man, that's not real. <laughs> like, why didn't you do that? You don't, you don't. Cause does that fuck your whole gig up? Some, yeah, absolutely. It's got to, I mean, that's some pretending ass bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you even, <laughs> you know, you, you just can't blow your gig up. To save this family, you can't sit them down and be like, guys, you know. But they're bullshit artists. I know I'm selling ghosts, okay? I know I'm selling the idea of ghostery to you. Yeah. However, this isn't real. You remember, like, the <laughs> fucking five people that spoke at my grandpa's fucking funeral? Oh, God. So there's that one guy where it was like, there was a couple that were like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And then there's, you just knew the dude was cheesing it hard, man. He was just like, and you know, you got to get right with the Lord. And he's up there and he's, and he's looking down. He wants, he, hey, buddy, you know, that he wanted you to be saved. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He probably did. But that was it, fucked up to do at a funeral, I thought. I was like, what the fuck is he doing right now? And yeah. then my mom's like, he was fucking hammering right next to me, trying, trying to hug on me. And I'm like, hey, get the fuck away from me. God, you smell. You're surrounded by Jesus. You're surrounded by your drunk, wild mom. Yeah. There's no way out, buddy. Oh, man. I'm glad when I got the fuck out of there, too. <laughs> I saw that dumbass in Walmart the other day. and I was preacher? Like, I was like, hey, man, you remember me? He's like, no. I was like, of course not, because you were fucking... Just saying a line. So my, my grandpa was this guy, and he goes, "Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I know who you are." I'm like, "What's my name?" Oh man, he didn't know your name. He didn't know my name. God damn! I was like, "Yeah," because somebody paid you fifty bucks to talk at some fucking funeral. <laughs> God is ass good. Is that what they paid him? Yeah, fifty bucks. I told my aunt, he was like, he asked for two hundred. I was like, give him Bitch. 50. Why would, yeah, and he just accepted I, it. And she was like, no, man, if I do that. And I was like, no, just give him 50 bucks. I was like, Pro, I'm I'm telling you right now, if he went to that church and he doesn't take that 50 bucks, he's going to look like a shithead. Yeah. Because my grandpa, like, led me. Why group. even get money? Exactly. How do you charge to talk at a funeral? And I saw, so I was like, man, make him feel like a piece of shit. Give him 50 bucks. Uh, dude, I mean, 200 bucks for a headliner is embarrassing. If you're so bad, you'll accept 50. You fucking yeah. running that funeral. Oh, he's, he's sweating. Do people really get paid to fucking preach a funeral? We have to do that. I, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, listen, I've thought many times about sneaking into preaching and just scamming it. Yeah. You have to know when you do it anyway. I mean, you're charging people to talk at their goddamn funeral? Yeah. It's just constant money. He was a brother. You're or having that, sex with money. That's the thing that drove me nuts. Like he was a brother in God. It's like, no, you, you got 50 money? bucks to come you here. Got money, man. If that's your dog, then why would you charge? You got your Walmart gift card, dog. <laughs> Go buy you some fucking uh, shitty ass tidy whities and some fucking... They gave him a gift card? Uh, no. But I'm sure, you know, it's been a payment before. It just seems fucking absurd that you could get paid. I've never heard of this, and I'm outraged. That's real, man. <laughs> Asked my aunt for money. God damn. Well, I would love to do it. Uh, 200 bucks. <laughs> Gotta pay that car payment. That's fucking ridiculous. But he gets a salary to be a preacher anyway. Exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. I'm flabbergasted. I'm now mad at God again. Uh... 
Gary, I'm sorry, Bobby told Gary that he consulted the Satanic Bible, which had to be a great big disappointment. Doesn't have anything to do with fucking ghosts. Nothing paranormal. At all. Nothing. A lot about fucking. Fucking, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking in some weird words. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Here's how to enjoy your life and fuck. Play some weird ass kazoo. Yeah, dude, LeVay was into those goofy... That guy would have been the worst person to live next to of all time. Yeah, because he's up on my plane that... What is it called? Like a colophony or whatever? Yeah, that yeah, circus yeah, yeah. thing? You're just trying to fucking sleep in San Francisco and then... Like, no! Shut the fuck up, LeVay! No! It's all fucking night, painting his house and yard black. Why didn't anyone kick his fucking ass? Because, man, they thought he was a fucking goddamn servant of the devil, dude. <laughs> well, I want to beat him up, Marjorie. Don't do it, Stan. You'll be condemned to hell for eternity. I'm sick of this bald bastard playing the cacophony at 3 a.m. I want to put hands on him. Oh, I saw Sammy Davis Jr. over there the other day. <laughs> well, that's a good American man. He hung out with Sinatra. Yeah, I'll give him a pass. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crime-wise, that's what I had for us this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Four of them. Four. I'm always... I mean, again, this, this shit was never solved. Uh, a lot of shoddy police work. A lot couldn't be done. Um, the, the thing about the occult drama, like his family was estranged. You know, like I said, his dad was wild as fuck. Um, his mom basically went on the talk show circuit, believed that they just got addicted to drugs late in their life and that they were a product of that. You know, I mean, meth makes people do crazy shit. Absolutely will induce the paranormal upon you. And if you get too hard in on any type of upper and you mix it with anything else, especially alcohol downers, you just fucking go crazy and you don't sleep. And if you're in there with a family, like a man, like, you know how crazy things make you. If you're just like on Adderall mm-hmm. and you need Adderall. Yeah. It doesn't even like hype you as much as the average person. No. I mean, imagine you being a family that's on disability, so you're never fucking going anywhere. You don't have money. You got a young kid in the house. You're going to go fucking crazy. Mm, yeah. So all of that combined, my I, I'm pretty sure this guy just did a murder-suicide. Makes sense. You know? The, the, the main evidence for me in that is that the $32,000 was left in the car. And meth. Meth make you do that shit. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. It's like he just yeah. went fucking crazy. You know, the dude did. And he was, you know, that's like The Shining. The basic actual thing, real life Shining shit that happens is a product of fucking methamphetamine. Or crack. Yeah. Uh, hard upper. You just go fucking crazy. It's like when you're doing something that makes you highly irritable on top of not sleeping, you'll fall into some insane shit. Yes. Yeah, you just days out sleeping, looking at weird STD pictures on the internet, hoping you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, hell, that's 
that's my guess. This is as good as any. Uh, like I said, this is the road to getting into Jack Parsons. If you don't know who Jack Parsons is, uh, it makes sense because he's not like highly talked about. Super interesting to me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the guy fucking died. There was a lot of death around him. There was a lot of crazy shit that happened in America at this time that, uh, you know, the, the focal point is World War II and Hollywood around that time. There's some in absolutely bonkers shit, not only with this, that happened everywhere in our country around that time because there was a lot of things you could get away with because so many people, like so many police got called in to just go into war. And there was like lawless shit happening. So yeah. I'm... Uh, also crazy to think about like the hot point of the occult in America was like the 40s yeah I mean even it was going on in the uh, White House you know yes that's crazy yeah we chose to sync this series of crimes up with Nile hold on I gotta wait for it to go right there (laughs) well Nile's a good band Nile's a great band the song is called Natural liberation of fear through ritual death. All right. Natural liberation of fear through. That's a. Through the ritual deception of death. Uh, Another thing I don't like about technical death metal songs. That's too many words. I don't know if it's like technical. Not technical. Nile. I mean, death metal can be technical, period. But then you got those. Shut up. You know what? You just said some dumb shit, and I'm trying to correct. It's you. not dumb. It would be that shit is classified as like tech death. Uh, no, Nile. Yes. Okay, then what is it? Death metal, dude. It's technical death metal. Okay, it is. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with that. How so? It fucking cannibal corpses. Man, Frankie Disembowelment is the most technical death metal song that there is. No. Okay. There's not near as many solos. I mean, yeah, they could be. Cannibal Corpse could be that. It's just fucking fast ass It's like a bunch of time changes and weird ass. Like, I'm gonna try to figure out this math equation. That's what the fuck that is. So that's what you would call. I'm asking. Necrophages would be to me that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like. I mean, if Nile's a technical death metal band, then I like Nile. Yeah, I do too. I'm not talking shit about Nile, but they seem to have a lot of fucking time changes and you know, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like uh, they had like the in- the instrument parts where it's like a one by one instrument thing. Like, yeah, I guess maybe it could be. I don't fucking know. All I know is the group that I got added to on Facebook that's a technical death metal group is always talking about Nile, so that's where I'm basing it on. Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know if they consider themselves that. No, probably not, but I mean, it's also one of those things where they would, they're probably one of the originators of the genre. Probably, yeah. It's not like they came out and said that they were technical death metal, but they play insanely fast mm. and do wild shit that the average human being can't do with instruments. Yeah. The people have listened to I remember anyway. listening to Annihilation of the Wicked in high school being like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, going on yeah. with this? This is some crazy guitar shit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing that too and just thinking, people are good at guitar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. drums. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on, but okay. <laughs> oh, doodlers. Well, hell yeah, man. We'll see you guys back next week for Jack Parsons. Uh, we told you up top, but if you didn't hear it somehow or you need a refresher, check out our producer Mark's podcast, Episodes of the Blowhole. 
Get on iTunes if you like this podcast. Give us a five-star review with some words in it. That just helps us out business-wise. At some point in time, it'll pay off, I promise, for us. Uh, we got shirts. You can get them through our PayPal, basically, or if you sign up on the $20 tier on Patreon, we'll get you one. Patreon.com backslash Death Metal Dicks. YouTube.com backslash Death Metal Dicks. Death Metal Dicks on Instagram. Got a cool group on Facebook you can be a part of. You can hit me and Buddy up. We're incognito on Facebook because we're trying to get better jobs. Yeah. But uh, I'm K-R-S-P-R-Z. Here's a buddy, DMD. Yeah, DMD. Hit us up whenever you like. We're around. Uh, oh, yeah. I almost forgot. We got that fucking street soldier weirdo. We got his views on fucking his Facebook video to go from like 1.6 thousand to goddamn 70,000. Tight. I don't know. I mean, is it all us though? Well, I mean, that video had been out. It helped. It was sitting at, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, come on. What changed in his life? (laughs) His eyes got straighter. Yeah, oh man, I hope so. If we could do something for him. But yeah, I mean, if we got that type of fucking viral presence, then, you know, click on our YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. I'm standing up right now. You don't see that every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Satan rules. Rip it. Magic with the K rules. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Later.